Hey, nerds! It's Geeks of Cascadia. Geeks of Cascadia. Geeks of Cascadia. Exclusive tabletop game podcast for the uh, Pacific Northwest. All levels of gamers. Analog gaming. Tabletop news. Dungeons and Dragons. Stupid, mindless bad. definitely be some bet. That's probably our best. Lot that, that's, that's, our, that's our best feature. You are listening to the Geeks of Cascadia podcast. This podcast is brought to you by OrcaCon. Hey, Geeks, Blue Samurai here, and I am with... I'm Rebeculous, and below me is... Uh, just above her is still Paul. Oh, no, you're below me. And, of course, you're listening to Geeks of Cascadia. I believe it's episode 66. Woo! Wow, we're senior citizens. Um, So, anyway, uh, I do want to thank everyone for coming back to us and listening to our show or watching our show if you're looking at at YouTube. We've got a great show for you today. Uh, Paul, what do we got going for us today? A great show. We're going to talk to Amy Gambala, who is the everything president's... Uh um, Excuse me. Director of um, Dragonflight Convention. Mm-hmm. She's we'll fun. We'll get some 2020 updates on that. And we're also going to talk to um, our good friend of the pod, David Carnahan, aka. Yes. He's fun too. AKA fun guests. The, yes. um, the um, um, what is it? Chief Librarian of Alexandria RPG. Yes, and he's nice. back from Iraq. He was on deployment for a year, so it's yes. good to have him back. Glad he made it back home safe. So thank you, David. Salute. Those, are, those yes. are both fun interviews. Yes, thank you, David, for your service. Um, so uh, let's just go into it. Uh, Paul, what do you got for con news? Con news? Well, in the con news, we're talking to Amy Gambala. And um, well, let's see, there's no Emerald City Comic Con. There's no Gen Con. <sighs> with the other one that I'm forgetting that happens in PAX. PAX. There's no PAX. Yeah, all online. All been online. Yeah, um, go to PAX.whatever. So uh, there are things happening online? There are things online for PAX. Mm -hmm. You can attend virtually or do their thing. I assume there's going to be be an an ACK Inc. podcast come out. Maybe no, I'll be listening to that. Well, I'm right well, now, well, right now, as we're doing this podcast, recording it anyway. There's D and D live going on right now, so you Ack Inc will probably uh, be out. Um, so yeah, yeah. I have somewhat recently fallen very in love with Ack Inc. I love Ack Inc. I love yeah. it. It's great. Yeah, I uh, yeah yeah. My not another. But do you guys watch the show or I, I listen to it? I only I listen, listen to it. it. I, I've done both. I've done both. So I, I, I listen to it when I go running. So, well, Paul, uh, I guess that's for the con news. So, uh, oh. By the way, that con you wanted to go to, just like the last episode, it's canceled probably. There, <laughs> there you go. So, Rebeculous, what do we got for game news? So sad. All right. I just have a few, uh, all from Washington. Um, Kickstarter, all on Kickstarter, and need just a little more monies from everybody because I know y'all have nothing else to do with your money. Uh, but this first one is out of Seattle um, by Paymaster Games. It's called Slime Skirmish. Why is that? The more I consume, the harder that is for me to say. Look at those. Look at just the illustration is super cute. And in case it wasn't abundantly clear, it's about the cute minis. 
the minis are so cute that I guess you don't really care about the game, is what they say. So that's, to me, that draws me in. But there is a game, and there is a story, and the story is a little dystopian, a distant future when everything you know is an abject ruin. There's nothing. You're just nothing. Is, You're in a Rebecca, vast... Is, is that like, like, like now? Kind of like now. <laughs> Okay, thank you. For but, you know, we still have, I mean, maybe this is the beginning of that. God, I don't yeah. know. So, so if this is, if this current COVID time we're living in is uh, any reflection, if this slime skirmish is any reflection of what we're going through now, then the remaining two figures will be an engineer and a baker. And, right. and this sounds really neat, Paymaster Games, but you made the baker the woman and the engineer the guy. And I really feel that that could be either or. So don't do that. Uh, and anyway, so these two creatures, the baker and the guy who could be either male or female, uh, yeah. are, are basically... Uh, or any color. Or any color. Yeah. Uh, building up uh, the earth again. Or any uh, orientation. Or what he said. <laughs> uh, any orientation. And I yeah. just don't even know what more to say about this except that the cake is fake. Eat pie. Oh no! Boom. Oh no! The cake is fake. Anyway, it's kind of cute. Uh, that's a joke. Though. The cake is a lie. Just sing it out. Don't listen to him. He knows nothing. Uh, the second one, which I think also ties in handily to what we're all dealing with right now, is the microaggression board game. Does anyone have microaggressions? Anybody? I have. I have macroaggressions. So many of them that you should listen to. Clerking off. With me and Paul later on. Anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm Paul. Say, that's Paul. And you're Rebecca. Uh, and you're I'm Rebecca. Paul. That's Paul. Coming soon. Uh, microaggression, though, I thought it would be a cute little kind of annoying little game, but it's actually turns out to be this really intelligent game designed by this woman named Ruby N. Lewis. She's from Vancouver, Washington, and it's basically diversity training. And it's really cool. The more I read about it, um, uh, the more. I don't know, just cool it became to me. Um, apparently, uh, yeah, diversity training. Everyone's experienced it, maybe, uh, or you've heard of it or you know about it. Um, when it's kind of mandated, you're a little less receptive to it. And uh, apparently, according to Harvard Business Review report that was done, um, if, it's, if your diversity training is not properly designed and delivered, the behavioral result, results um, aren't going to last very long. Um, so I haven't actually been through that myself, but when you put it in game form, it's inviting and you understand things more and you behave in a more appropriate human way for a longer time, hopefully the rest of your freaking life. But anyway, so uh, this gal um, has created, gal, is that bad? This woman, this person uh, has created this game that will um, basically uh, teach teach you how to be in someone else's skin and what it feels like. And you can go on Kickstarter and read all about it because it's a long description and it's really good, quick, fun reading. But uh, it's, 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 uh, it doesn't say how you win. Maybe you do. I was kind of, maybe, maybe you, you win, win just by being a good person. Right? Maybe everybody yeah. wins. Yes. Maybe, maybe everybody wins. Yes. It does say, uh, oh, risks and challenges. Uh, the challenges of her project are that the board game costs a lot to manufacture. So please just give them, give them a little bit. Give them five, ten bucks. Come on. 
What are you using it for? Food? Give him five, ten bucks. Uh, and uh, she wants to give uh, the money to the manufacturer in order to lower the cost of each game. So um, it's kind of all I got right now. Microaggression board game. That's what it's called by Ruby and Lewis. And, and that's on Kickstarter? That is on Kickstarter. Absolutely. Hey. How many days and, left? Um, there are a court right now here this day, there's 50 days to go. So by the awesome. time this podcast aired, you're going to have over a month. Yeah. You'll still have just five, five, five bucks. People, yeah. if even, even a dollar, like if everyone did that, you know how that snowballs. It's great. It helps. And then this one, you'll have to bear with me cause I didn't research this thoroughly enough, but the, <laughs> <laughs> this one will have to bear with you. This is the last one. This is great. This is uh, by Sean Christopher and Charles Ricker. Richer, Ricker, looks like Richer, but Ricker. Uh, tabletop games, let's see, uh, they're out of Seattle. It is called <laughs> Too Worm, Too Furious. It is a uh, DCC uh, role-playing game funnel and mini setting. And the only reason that I selected this <laughs> to share. Dungeon Crawl Classics? Yes. Yes, wow. it is a Dungeon Crawl Classics game. <laughs> and it, you are chasing a mutating gob grub god grub it is a mutating god yes <laughs> it is a grub yes i don't know what else to say about this um it has uh oh you got about two weeks to go and they're way over there they're you're good you can oh, donate yeah. they're good they're absolutely good um <laughs> i too worm too furious is that a fast and furious that like they're doing Probably that, right? Words. That's okay. We'll play on words. Yeah, maybe. Born in the far lands, she knew only a life of torment and subsistence. Like my own. Mm-hmm. Every challenge meaning death or something worse. It is there that she found the scriptures of the worm. Worm, worm, worm. Is it T-O-O, worm? No, it's the number. The number T. The number T. Too worm. Too furious numbers. Polly's going to put it up in just Everyone a second. Everyone loving me, watching me to do this Kickstarter. Thing. Yes. Uh, uh, so it is there that she, whoever the she is, let's say she's Rebeculous, found the scriptures of the worm, which is in all bold caps. The promising power of eternal and the bond of the grub. The bond of the grub. I have. I, I want the bond of the grub. She followed them to what we now call her throne. This stronghold is the only thing between humanity and the scourge of the Doombringer moth. Polly, got it up yet? I don't like moths. What about the Doombringer moth? Uh, is that still a moth? Okay. Anyway, the illustrations are awesome, and if Polly ever gets them up, then you'll see it. It's a game. It's an RPG game. Chasing a worm god. Who doesn't love that? When I was a kid, and I know this isn't part of the, the, the you know, gaming thing podcast here, I used to put my worms, we had a long driveway growing up in Minnesota, it was a long driveway and slightly downhill, bitch to shovel. But in the summertime, I would put my worms in my Hot Wheels cars with the little doors that opened and I'd put them in there and I'd sail them down the end of the driveway and they loved it. It was great. That's the end of my um, tabletop review okay well, well, thank you that project uh we do also have some <laughs> we have some new game news that, that i'd like to bring about is uh didn't i just do that 
Uh, we got another one so okay. from, from Wizards of the Coast. Uh, campaign, new campaign setting, an adventure campaign coming out in September for Dungeons and Dragons, Icewind Dale, Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. Oh. Feel the cold touch of death in this adventure for the world's greatest role playing game. It so comes out September fifteenth um, on D and D Beyond, and also you can order it at your local game store. Um, please do that because they need a lot of help, and you can get the alt cover there. So. Icewind Dale, Rhyme of the Frostbane, equips Dungeon Masters with everything you need to run this adventure for character levels 1 to 12. It takes place in the Forgotten Realms. And by rhyme, they mean it's like a vanilla ice rhyming. <laughs> yeah. well, what about the uh, Stranger Things, D&D? Huh? Um, huh? That's Holly's going to love that. Isn't that already out? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, not quite. Oh, okay. But it's going to be. Uh, I know. What have we been doing? By the way, lately we've been playing. We RPGs. us, we yeah. Well, we did a Rick and Morty thing that I'm not sure how it ended. Because we I did a sort um, of left a, a, a Foundry VTT Forge VTT um, tabletop thing of yes. Rick and Morty, yes. and that worked out okay for some people. It's, it's, mm-hmm. Which prompted me to start watching Rick and Morty. Which mm-hmm. we have, which yes, I was immediately dirty. entertained by. Yeah, I never watched Rick and Morty. Well, I watch it now. It's pretty I, good. I think we got uh, because of what we've been doing. We got some. I think some good future content coming up on this show. Uh, we'll do a little dive into Rick and Morty, and I think we'll talk yeah. a little bit about uh, virtual tabletop gaming that we've, you know, we we've been all forced to do, including you listeners out there, or those watching on YouTube. Uh, we. We have no choice. We got to do virtual tabletop gaming, and so we'll share a little bit of our experience. Um, I, I would, I would like to say that I don't care for. Uh, is it Rick, the grandfather, the scientist? I don't mm-hmm. like all the slime under his chin. I know he drinks a lot. I don't. I drink a lot. I don't always have a dribbly, dribbly like slimy shit under my yeah. chin. Like I don't like yeah. that slime soul yeah, patch. That's not good. I don't know. That's I'm my sorry, opinion. I, I, I have to be Rick. <laughs> well, you are Rick because you're the yeah, dude. Yeah, you do. Yes. So, uh, yeah, we'll do uh, we'll do a game review of uh, that. Um, that we're yeah. forward to that with, with spoilers. Um, and also, I think we got a good deal with um, Alexander RPG, where we'll do it's maybe Alexandria. 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 Alexandria RPG. The Library of Alexandria. We'll um, we'll do. I uh, is the RPG. Difference. We'll do RPG game reviews. So we'll try to get that going and um, maybe uh, unboxings and stuff like that. I like that guy. That was a fun interview. Yeah, he's awesome. A good one. A so good is one. this the intro? I'm sorry, I'm lost. Now. Oh, yes, this is. The, yes, this is the intro. Okay. <laughs> Catch up. Oh tall. my gosh, you guys. He's that's the problem. Still you know tall. what? You, you have to have at least one sober person who's doing this show. You do, and you are a designated uh, yes. uh, yes. podcaster. So should so, we throw it to Amy Gambala? The well, that's president? that's what I was she about was to awesome. do. So let oh, it. Sorry. Let's. Uh, oh, Paul. <laughs> anyway, so let's go find out what's happening with uh, Dragonflight. Uh, not good news, but uh, news uh, nevertheless. It's, and it's what it is. And it is being told right here right here now? on our podcast so let's go. go to that right about now this section of the podcast is brought to you by around the table linwood's premier game store and hangout for game lovers of all ages buy a game play one of ours or join us for a drink whichever you choose you'll have a great time around the table game pub now back to our show 
Hey geeks, uh, guess what? Our very special guest, our guest who came, who is our first special guest when we first did this podcasting, we have Amy Gambala with Dragonflight. So good to see you, Amy. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. So, uh, you know, all the cons <laughs> have been shutting down, but your con is actually starting up, and it's the bio uh, con is over, over a month away. Tell us about I it. I actually have news about that. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh oh. Oh no. Um, yeah. Don't. So, well, don't say it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, we, uh, well, a month and a half or whatever ago when we mm-hmm. talked to the hotel, our original plan was to cancel this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said, no, 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 please don't cancel. And we were like, uh, um, cause, you know, we're a nonprofit and we don't uh-huh. exactly have a gazillion dollars in the bank. Um, in order to be able to pay penalties and whatnot. So we were like, oh. okay, fine. All right. And they modified our contract and big discount. And we were mm-hmm. like, all right, well, I guess we'll plan to go ahead forward with what we were calling the baby con and just yeah. see what happens based on uh, the governor's guidelines and see what happened. Mm-hmm. And this past week, I, uh, during a Facebook interaction, I discovered that RustyCon, which is being held at the same hotel, was allowed to cancel their September con without penalty. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. oh. So, um, I went back to the hotel and I said, hey, uh, so it's come to my attention that RustyCon was able to cancel with you guys for this year. Uh, what's up? Why were you, why won't you let us? do that because uh, mm-hmm. I mean Dragonflight's been with the Hilton for I don't know 12 15 years oh, yeah. and we've been there and because we're there now and OrcaCon has come there and they've got they're really mm-hmm. con friendly because of us and so RustyCon is there and they've had a couple other small local cons that have started mm-hmm. that have come to the Hilton because they've realized how friendly they are for cons like us Sure. And um, I was like, so what's up, guys? What's the deal? Is there a reason that you chose to punish us? <laughs> um, and they turned around and said, nope, okay. Well, we've decided um, if you're actually willing to go ahead and sign the extra two years of contracts that we talked about originally, we'll go ahead and let you out without a penalty. Oh. So that just oh. happened yesterday. Um, I haven't made an announcement yet, haven't put it out on Facebook, mm-hmm. haven't put mm-hmm. it anywhere. Um, I just, in fact, emailed my staff, which is what I was doing when I saw the email from you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, well, so we're going to, we'll probably post this early this week. So that's fine. Later. That's fine. Okay. Um, I've, I've already responded to the hotel to let them know that, yes, we are happy to sign the extra two years of contracts that we had already mm-hmm. offered to sign. Um, and I've emailed my staff now, so they now know, uh, and we just need to get it posted on Facebook and get an email out on constant contact to all of our folks to let them know what's going on. So I feel bad because it's been like a month and a half or two months of will we, won't we, will we, won't we, oh, we're kind of, oh, wait, no, we're not going to. And I, I feel horrible, but it's, I'm, I'm kind of at the whim of other people, unfortunately, for a lot of these decisions. So. That's all right, though, because this podcast will get it out to the masses. <laughs> I hope so. And I, I mean, I, I, I'm happy and sad 
I am, I am happy because um, I was with, even with the planning that we were doing and the, the steps we were planning to take, I was still having a lot of trepidation about putting not just our membership in that situation, but my staff. Oh yeah. Who then is going to interact with yeah. everybody who comes to the con and how to keep them safe and healthy. Yeah, I know. Um, I know some of your uh, your folks there, and some of them are are, are vulnerable. Um, right. Well, I yeah. I mean, I don't talk about it a lot. I myself yeah. am in that group that's considered. I mean, I have MS, so hmm. technically, I am in that group of people that's considered in you know highly susceptible or in danger or whatever you want to call it, immunocompromised. Um, but I just. Uh, so I'm happy that I don't have to put my folks in that position. Um, I'm happy that uh, we're not looking at some sort of horrible financial debacle for yeah, Dragonflight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. With some sort of giant financial penalty for the hotel. Um, I'm content to sign two more years contracts. We weren't planning on going anywhere. So um, now I'll just need to deal with folks who want to transfer badges uh, to 2021 um, or folks who feel the need that they need to get the money back for their badge, um, right. any refunds. Um, we're hoping obviously people will just choose to roll. Um, and a lot of the folks that are our, who pre-buy at the past conventions, I'm sure mm -hmm. will probably choose to do that because they come every right. year. Well, since, there may be some people who need to choose the other option. Which well, is since, fine. since you just made this announcement right now, let <laughs> yeah. me be the first to say, I want to be the first person to roll <laughs> mine okay. the next year. <laughs> I would have figured as much, but <laughs> I will make a note. So, roll. so I have a question since, um, yeah. I mean, obviously everyone's going to be masked and maybe gloves. I'm, I don't know what the requirements are. Masks for sure. I don't Before, know that people are emphasizing gloves anymore. I'm not sure. If we were going to do this year, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. We had, um, go ahead. Is there going to be, um, so is there going to be like on, like online things like this? Like Zoom I don't know. Okay. Um, that is something that I've had a couple people ask if we could do some sort of online con. Um, and we haven't talked about that because we were all focused on this whole, how do we make a baby con happen and keep people safe? And what are the things we would need to do? And I, I don't know if any of you guys saw the announcement, but that we had a yeah. whole laundry list, temperature checks, masks, plexi shields at registration, Right. Cleansing the ta all the tables in plastic and then right. built in time between games to clean tables. And I mean, the whole God, my yard. grandma with all her shit uh, right? covered in I plastic. Know, plastic wow, she covers. was ahead of her time. Yeah. You know, you know um, Amy, what was funny is uh, uh, before you came in, we were doing our intro outro and part of our intro is the con news. And we were talking, we were just running down <laughs> all this stuff. And now I guess we're going to have to do over the intro now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, no, that's okay. That's great. That's great. Yeah, it, we're actually yeah. really fortunate. One of my staff members is uh, heavily involved at the University of Washington with the group mm -hmm. that's tracking COVID and all of that. So we've kind of got an inside track when it comes to feedback on what are the things we need to be doing and or we would have needed to do if we were going to do this. So, I mean, we were fortunate in that respect, but I'm just as happy to not have to try and figure this out. Um, yeah. and, and right. how to keep yeah. people safe, especially with, I mean, now that PAX has chosen to go online and Emerald City is 
said no um it's just better but well that's i mean an online thing we've been focusing so much on the baby con and trying to figure out how to make that work that we haven't really had an option to talk about bait online stuff right. but um that is something that now that we're in this situation um i've been we have a con meeting next weekend so i will probably talk to my folks about you know can we do something like that and i i mean i think with we're on discord now and we've got, you know, with between zoom and everything else, I think we have those abilities. Um, so potentially, yes. Um, it's just a matter of figuring out how to transition that and what works best. I know, uh, Mark Walters participated in, um, tabletop.events did their con of champions to fundraise and they did a whole online con. And Mark ran three or four different games and played in a bunch more. So he, out of all of us, I think right now, probably has the most experience in doing online gaming. Mm -hmm. So I'll probably pick his brain a little bit and see, does he feel like that's an option for us? Well, you know, it's, it, it's the safe choice. I mean, I think, yeah. uh, you know, OrcaCon, even though ours is in January, we're, we're, talk we're thinking about like maybe canceling because it's it's not worth it i mean you yeah you're you have a convention it's about you know bringing people together and having fun but if if one person loses their life over it it's just not not worth it at all and i i mean i you know the farther we get into this and now you know and my my kids Mm -hmm. my youngest has been out of school since you know the middle of march and now the school district is talking about what are our options for going back in the fall you know are we going back in the fall what's that gonna look like you know and with with everything it's like how do you you know at what point do you go well okay it's worth risking again yeah right i i think it's just gonna kind of be this it's gonna have to be a a day-to-day a week-to-week kind of a thing for all of us in the con world and figuring out what's the best way to handle everything and to keep our folks safe and Gosh, the first the first thing my mind went to when you said the going back to school thing because I came from public school, yeah, for the, the smaller class sizes, yay! Well, what they're but, talking about actually is splitting the entire student but into two, so the kids go two days a week, oh, and then oh. the, the three days that they're not in the classroom, it's online learning. Oh. So that will in in effect half the class size of I kind of feel of like if you cut off all the bull poop that they yeah. don't need and then yeah. that's absolutely fine yeah like, unfortunately for me my daughter is a she's on the autism spectrum so she's a special ed kid oh so it's more difficult for us we're kind of yeah. in that, I'm like really five days a week would be great <laughs> but <laughs> you know we'll manage one no, way or I, the other I, I I hear you Amy you know I, th- I don't know if you know this about me or we talked about, it, but my, my middle child is a child with special needs. And so mm-hmm. he really needs that transition year. And so yes. we can't do it on, online. Doesn't work. And yeah. So and it's the, it's a case. consistency thing yeah. too. And you know, she's not getting speech therapy. She's not getting all of that other one-to-one para work that she normally right. gets. And I was just not cut out to homeschool right. at all, but right. I'm just not. <laughs> so, so right. yes yeah. back to school would be good uh back to the con regular scheduled program would be awesome but I, we're just going to play right. it by ear well so now that we're i guess it's official now uh well, yeah. the dragonfly this year will be canceled unfortunately um it it 
is there an official uh, uh, position you guys can take with the, the, the members rolling over or their stuff, or is it something you got to wait a little bit, talk to the board? Oh, no, no, no. The, the, I mean, the, the official position is we would love it if you would roll your membership to 2021. Okay. Um, however, we do understand that there are people who probably can't or, you know, mm-hmm. they need that 50 bucks. We totally get it. And all you need to do is email us at registration at dragonflight.org. <laughs> I, I imagine most of your uh, most of your membership right now is probably the early the early ones, right? The ones that did yeah, it. Yeah, we had uh we had about eighty pre reg at the last con mm-hmm. and then and we're at about I wanna say we're at about two hundred and fifty total right now. So there's mm-hmm. a there's a chunk who have purchased badges in the interim. Right. Um but I am I'm content to do whatever folks would prefer. But I've had, truthfully, the majority of the people who've contacted me already have opted to roll their badge. Um, I have had a couple of people opt just to donate the cost of their badge. And I've actually had a couple other people ask, how can I donate to Dragonflight to keep you guys afloat? Yeah. And going? Well, why don't, why don't we talk about really that? Nice. Yeah, how do we how do we do that? Yeah, let's the do listeners that. out there want to have that. to set up Absolutely. a I'm going to have to talk to my web guy and we'll mm-hmm. set up a fundraiser type portal on the website on the main dragonflight.org website. Um but we haven't done that yet. Um we're also talking about potentially doing um So we're going to put a Teespring portal on our website for con related merchandise that you can get all year long. Cool that I don't have to fulfill myself from the storage unit. <laughs> um, but yeah. we're talking about potentially doing like a two week online special, like to get the merch that you can get that's con only like in August mm-hmm. for like two weeks, you can order it. We'll mail it to you right? Cool. Um, for an extra kind of little it, kicker. Fundraiser so you didn't, type of a you thing. didn't find yourself at a loss by already ordering or printing a bunch of t-shirts already. Right? We had so. done nothing this year. We had already discussed with our artist that we were not going to do gear specific art this year. Cause that's a large expense for us. You know, sure. when you pre-print all the t-shirts and then yep. paying the artist. Um, so we had already made those, those decisions to basically not buy anything we didn't absolutely need. That was really smart. If you hadn't made that decision, yeah. it almost would be like a Dewey defeats Truman thing where people could have these rare shirts, exactly. these rare dragonflight, you <laughs> know, souvenirs. Yeah. Right. Cause I would have bought one of those and then I would have bought it for like 200 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Dragonflight 20. Darn. Opportunity missed. Right. <laughs> yeah. We just did. We, cause from the very beginning, you know, from way back in, you know, April, we were like, oh gosh. And I've been trying, I've been riding the line. We've been talking about other merchant merchandise options. And I'm like, we're just going to, we're going to put the brakes on everything. We're not going to spend any money. We don't need to. That was smart right now because I, we don't know where we're going to be or, or are we going to have a con where we make any money? Are we, and we, because of Dragonflight, we are arm that is Metro Seattle gamers, the club. Mm-hmm we have to balance the fact that we have to pay rent every month on the club space. And if we're not making any money as a convention, Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's, and, and we, the, the, the membership for the club pays for the majority of the expenses of the club, but there is a small amount that Dragonflight as a corporation floats them on a month to month basis. And that money comes from the convention proceeds. I have a dumb, dumb question. No. Um, yeah. So this rolling over of your, you know, uh, t- 
ticket or your membership or Mm -hmm. the badge. Thank you. Um, Does that provide you folks with money now or is that just set us up for next year? It just means that I don't have to refund. Okay. It just means that I don't have to refund that money. I can just, it just stays where it is, which okay. is the bank account. So, so any money's dragon flight needs or can make this year is donation wise. Uh, yes. Right. Yeah. Any okay. money that we can that we can hang on to, not that we don't need to put out as a refund, is great. Okay. But okay. we're not going to refuse to refund somebody if they if they want a refund. That's you know. That's well, I'm. Not- I mean, I, I, I hope you guys survive this. Sounds like I, hopefully you will. I know I was talking to Paul and, and Rebecca beforehand. It's like, I, I haven't missed a, uh, a dragon flight in over a decade, well over yeah. a decade. I've been to every single one. Um, I was talking because of my, my duties in the military, there was a good chance I was going to miss it for the first time. And so now I, at least my record will be, um, still be good yes that's Um, that's what it's about so so that's the positive (laughs) i guess blue samurai Samurai's attendance record there you go safe (laughs) so will there be an opportunity maybe just to help keep you afloat maybe people can obviously well you know you we talked about the donations but maybe Mm -hmm. people can register for the 2021 convention way Uh, earlier yes now that um now that we know what we're doing, <laughs> uh-huh. um, I am in the process of putting 2021 together um, on tabletop. So, and hopefully they'll survive past the end of the year. <sighs> I don't know what I'm going to do if they don't. <laughs> I'm going to have to change systems right. completely and then I'm not going to be happy. So, right. um, how big is your staff? Just very, random, random. Uh, curious i want to say that we people there might be 12 of us maybe okay all right no keep in mind it's all volunteers though it's 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 staff it's volunteer staff staff. oh okay it's staff but they're all volunteers we nobody gets paid oh okay Um, well that's awesome yeah uh so you know it's all people who come and help out out of the goodness of their heart (laughs) cool um but there's probably 10 or 12 of us who are regularly active but some of us do multiple jobs like i lost my marketing guy this year unfortunately his um his wife uh got her residency she's a doctor in training so and it's not here so is that more important than dragon i know know, right come on priorities so lost him but um so i guess you know in a in a happy sense i've got time now to work on replacing him and right. beefing up our staff a little bit which is good so oh, man dragonflight next year is gonna be just right. over the top man <laughs> wow there's so, so many people just eager to i know get in. Mm-hmm. i know and it, it was hard because it's like we had and i it was really frustrating i I had people who are super excited. Hey, Dragonflight, we have something to look forward to, even if it's, you know, a tiny con, but it's going to yeah. be awesome because we get to game. And then I had people who were just like, I can't believe you're still going to try to have a con. You're yeah. so irresponsible. And and I'm like, and I had people accuse me of trying to skirt the the governor's requirements. The haters. And the haters. Yes. And I'm like, Dude, that is, I'm trying to survive here. I'm not trying to do anything illegal or I'm not trying to hurt anybody. I'm trying to just 
keep our convention alive. It's just like, you just got to ignore that shit. There's I always know. people who it, are just waiting just to just been, say negative things. I know. It's just been yeah. super frustrating though. So it's, and I feel really bad for the folks that were excited and had put, and we've had games submitted to the system and now I have to go, I'm really sorry, but we're Yeah. Going. We'll so, all, we'll all come back to you. <laughs> yes, good. I'll good. be there. <laughs> I'm glad. So, so Amy, um, yeah. we're kind of running low on time, but Sorry. can you, no, 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 this is good. <laughs> I, I, I do, I do want to get this question is like, yeah. So you probably had some new maybe ideas and things that you were going to have in this baby con. Not, obviously that's not happening. Mm-hmm. Is there something that maybe you can tell us that people could expect in the 2021 con that they, they weren't going to expect? The, the one major change that we were looking at making before we moved to a baby con, because the baby con mm-hmm. was very stripped down. We stripped everything out of the baby con, like the auction Sure. the game like everything out that could possibly be an extra germ vector mm-hmm. um so for 2021 uh we will be bringing back those popular things auction boffer tourney all that mm-hmm. kind of fun mm-hmm. stuff nice. but we are looking at potentially expanding the space in the hotel out into the covered garage area for more open gaming space cool interesting cool. Potentially also moving the game library out of the ballroom and into that open gaming space so there's more space for folks to spread out lots and lots of dedicated open Mm. game tables. Nice. Um, But then where... The whole place would be carpeted and, you know... Right. How would that impact parking? Um, It'll impact it slightly, but we already have overflow parking next door at the Red Lion. Okay. I know Hobbs always likes to park in covered parking. He's very privileged. Well, there's very little covered parking anyways, and, 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 and Mr. Hobbs will probably just have to suck it up. Maybe wow. yeah. well, maybe we'll have a special is, tent aside for his, for his limo. Could you? Yes. Could you? Okay. I'd appreciate it. Reserved um, for Geeks of Cascadia. You'll, you'll have to get rid of all those rent-a-cars that are... You know, you know if oh, I yeah, could well. figure out how to get them to get rid of those rent-a-cars, I would do it. And it's not even the rent-a-cars. It's a car dealership that parks oh, yeah, their that's cars. Oh, jeez. And I don't, I'm like, why? You have a bunch of people here at the hotel. Yeah. Why are you giving away your what? parking? I was, I was confused about that, but good old Red Lion. I mean, they just yeah. saved me. And I'm right there. So. Well, that's a lot of uh, open space there if you use that parking garage. And luckily yeah. it's in August, so it's it won't be cold. <laughs> Unfortunately, with OrcaCon being in January, there's no way we can't really do that. that. I know. <laughs> we just, we're, we've kind of maxed out the interior space. And with with the large uh D D component and then Pathfinder that you know Skyview's gone. Yeah, yeah. And I so it's trying to figure out a way to serve all of the groups we want to serve while still giving enough room to people. And right. it seems to it, as we discussed it a number of options about who to put out there and um it seemed like putting that designating that area as completely open gaming you know, and then library space seemed to be the best way to handle it. Nice. Where also then I don't have a group of gamers who are like, how come I have to go to the garage? That's mean. I'm like, okay, fine. No, no, the garage <laughs> is going to be the cool place to go. Well, that's see, like you, the big, that's the big thing. That's see, the big there thing. you go. But I, you know, nobody wants to be out in a way. Are you taking pictures I'll of your to, screen? I'll go to the garage. <laughs> And my wife painted that mimic behind me, and I want to take a picture. Oh, of oh she well, did! Wow. <laughs> so I have, so I have two things. Uh, first of all, um, I I love your glass frames. 
Oh. Glad. <laughs> and the second thing is, I'm I'm very sorry that uh, there's no dragon flight, but the, yeah. the term baby con was disturbing to me. So I'm kind of glad that that's just off the table altogether. Mini con would be a little better. Okay. Baby, okay. baby con conjures up things that I don't want to share with any of you. It's not, it's not good. Sorry. But All right. anyway, yeah. Sorry. So that's it. Those are the things I had to say. Well, uh, before we wrap up, just making sure, uh, Paul or Rebecca, you have any more questions? I think we're, we're all caught up until I'm, um... Maybe what kind of, what kind of Legos you got behind you? Are those like antique Legos? Or are those like completely no, acquired Legos? Or here, this is actually so I'm a huge Lego freak. I got Legos from like the I'm 70s a huge lady. Lego freak. Okay. So there's a there's a, a website called Rebrickable, okay. and folks who create their own designs sell their plans, and then you can go to other websites to buy bricks. So the one that's back here, I don't know if you can see it very well up here. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Is called it's like the a Queen, three story. Called the Queen Victoria Hotel. Nice. Okay. And it was created by a guy on the website. Um, he actually has a couple of designs right now that are on Lego Ideas. Damn, I didn't know if you could sell designs. Yeah, um, Lego <laughs> Ideas is a thing that Lego does, where uh, designers who are not company employed create designs and they put them up. And once you get ten thousand votes on the <sighs> website it goes to a review panel at Lego and then they will choose one or two designs to actually produce as official Lego sets. Oh my gosh. I should submit my podunk. So this guy has here, hang on. So this guy has a couple of those on there, but let me hang on. (laughs) I used to, I used to build when I was a kid, for some reason I built mobile home parks. I don't know why. That's brilliant. I did. See, this is, I had nothing but wheels and the four, blocks oh <gasps> girl and it's that like is- you know the modular legos that ca- that come out the houses it's the same design so like the levels come off and wow. it's built to actually sync up with all of the modulars wow, wow. don't drop that don't drop but, it oh don't yeah drop I it. <laughs> but i have i have many and sundry like there's there's one do you see the giant one up there oh my oh, gosh that's still I'm waiting to be put somewhere. So but my entire in office my is just covered in <laughs> boxes of Legos. Nice. It's um, it's a that's, habit. I suppose at least it's not. That's an awesome habit. Bad for me, right? I so, love it. That's well, better than going out and shooting people. I don't know. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm not out late drinking. I'm just playing with my Legos. It's I like to combine the drinking and the Legos, actually. It's but been my me. happy place. Bill comes in here. I'm sorting Legos. He's like, I'm just going to go away now. <laughs> <laughs> Wise man. All right. So do you, do you guys any of their con-related <laughs> like, questions? Oh, oh sorry. Yeah, okay. Con-related. I, I think Bill. Legos are a very geeky topic, and I think <laughs> yeah, many dude. of your people would probably be interested. So there. Come on, Blue Samurai. Well, I will bring you on our Lego uh, segment. I, I think that'll be very interesting. Do we have a Lego segment? Actually, Amy, you know what we forgot to do? We got to talk but, about like how do we get a hold of uh, Dragonfly? The what's the Twitters and the Facebooks and the website stuff? Uh, the Facebook is I think just under Dragonflight. There's two. There's Dragonflight Convention, yeah. and then there's there's a group, and then there's a page. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, um, Dragonflight.org looks like it's Dragonflight.org on. is the main website, and there should be links there for everything else. Um, 
and links to be able to send me email if you can do info at dragonflight.org if you have a question. Mm -hmm. If you want to talk to me about your badge, you can do registration at dragonflight.org. Or if you want to get me directly, you can go convention director at dragonflight.org or president at dragonflight.org. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you can pretty much send it to anything at dragonfly.org, and I'm likely to see right. it because I see all the emails. <laughs> and you guys got a Twitter, right? You got Twitter. We do. Um, I, I want to say the hashtag was DF GameCon, but I, I'm out of the loop for marketing. Oh, so it just says there. at Dragonfly. I don't know hashtag things. So I don't know. Just have you? Oh yeah, Dragonfly. Yeah, but it's probably it, it's. I'm imagining it's on the website listed somewhere. But I should probably talk well, to Tom about. What that. about if I wanted to mail you a letter? The old-fashioned way. <laughs> there should be a uh, a PO box address on our uh, on mm. our website. Um, mm. We just changed it, so I don't have it memorized yet. Sorry. Um, you can either send it to the PO box. Well, the P.O. Box would be the only one, but to Dragonflight, but it may be listed under Metro Seattle Gamers. Because typically people oh. only mail things to Metro Seattle Gamers. <laughs> Excuse me. All right. Well, thank you very much, Amy, for coming on the show. You've, uh, you're a reoccurring guest, thank and uh, thank you so much. We appreciate it. <laughs> thank you. guys. Sorry I was late. <laughs> no, no problem. No problem. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, we'll bye. see you soon. Fun playing Legos. Bye. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Bye. This segment of the podcast is sponsored by Dragonflight, a tabletop games convention dedicated to promoting the educational and social benefits of gaming in the Pacific Northwest. Now back to our show. It's always great to talk to Amy. Um, I'm sad about um, Dragonflight not happening this August. Yeah, it's pretty um, sad. She's dealing with it well. She's dealing with the like with things in the proper, you know, is, uh, yeah, it's the triage way. Yeah. But we all love Dragonflight. We do. We do. Uh, it's nice to be um, somewhere when it's warm. <laughs> I'd kind of rather it be next year than be this way in this. I mean, I'm assuming and hoping next mm -hmm. year we'll have a little more freedom. Yeah. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure. I'm hoping that the pandemic calms down by 2021 <laughs> August. Good to hope. Um, we'll see yeah. what happens. I mean, it's uh, just, we hope they survive. We're wishing, um, we're, we're sending good thoughts yeah. to uh, Dragonflight and hoping that they'll make it through. I think they do. I think they will. It sounds like they will. And yeah. those of you that got memberships, please roll them over. Um, let them survive so they can have a, a really good con for next year. Or just, or just send them some yeah. money. All yeah. right. Dragonflight.org and click the link and just mm -hmm. make a donation. They yep. are a nonprofit. They're a 501 C4. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Who knows? They're, they're a nonprofit. Oh, so, is that a tax donation reference? Yeah. Oh, excellent. I don't know why I know these things. Yes. We have to do our taxes pretty so, soon, right? It's like we have to but do You know, the who else shows up at these conventions is Alexandria. RPG <laughs> oh with uh, David Carnahan, and of course he's back from Iraq, and he's got his um, he's got he's got the organization up and running. He's got some more books. We we'll, we talk a little bit about that, and uh, let's uh, see what he's up to, shall we? Sure. sure. Let's talk to David.
This part of the episode is brought to you by Games Plus. From board games to role-playing games to miniatures, we have something for the whole family. Come to Games Plus in Lake Stevens, Washington. Now, back to our show. Hey, geeks. Guess who's back? It's David Carnahan with Alexander RPG. David, you've been gone for a while. I was gone for a while. I just spent uh, a year in Iraq uh, hanging out with uh, a bunch of awesome Iraqis and teaching them how to take the fight to ISIS and Daesh online. All right. Well, we all missed you. You weren't teaching them gaming over there? You didn't do D&D Iraq version? Um, actually, I did get some uh, introduced into uh, uh, RPGs, and a couple of them uh, found nice. uh, recently, since I've been home, have found some uh, RPGs written in Arabic that I'm trying to get them to send me copies of. Cool. Wouldn't that be That's great awesome. if you could bring world peace by playing more RPGs? That would be well, great. Uh-huh. One of our goals. Uh, long term, but you know. <laughs> Right. And you, uh, but by the way, welcome back, of course, and thank you for your service. And uh, so now that you're back, tell us what is going on with Alexander RPG. Well, uh, I came home, uh, I got I got home on April Fool's Day and uh, discovered the, the world has shut down. Uh, what a wonderful time to uh, come back. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and uh, just announce an after announcement of different events uh, being canceled. And understand understand why they're doing it, but you know, also from uh, the perspective of wanting to get out and work with people, it is it's hard and frustrating. So what I've done is with a lot of our volunteers, because over the past year, I've been able to get a lot of books still donated and uh, a lot of uh, new volunteers uh, to help to help out. And we've been focusing on trying to do more online gaming sessions. And in fact, directly after we're done with this uh, interview here, I'm going to go jump into a uh, game that I'm running with a group of veterans. And uh, they're, they're, they're always excited every weekend when we can, when you can game together and just have some time uh, uh, blowing off a little steam in, in the uh, Star Wars universe. But we want to focus on figuring out how to make um, it, it a better tool for us to reach out to more people, uh, whether they be teens or veterans or you know anybody that just wants a game and uh, get, a, get a little time away from the, the insanity that is our current world. Yes. Um, well, I'm a veteran. I never got invited to anything. Anyway. Okay. Um, <laughs> so well, I'll start uh, one soon and we'll, uh, we'll <laughs> So you're it, but Alexander RPG. Um, while you were gone, it was still functioning. I, I believe I saw it at uh, Dragonflight. Maybe it absolutely was had some amazing volunteers step up. My wife and a good friend of ours, Eric. Uh, the two of them uh, organized so much to get us to all the events that we normally go to, and uh, in those, those two. They both asked me, they were like, how have you made this work over, over the years? Mm-hmm. Uh, your force of will, but uh, between the two of them, they, they helped grow the library and make us a little more stable. And I, I cannot thank those two enough. Awesome. So how's it looking for uh, 
maybe you guys popping up in another con. A lot of these cons have been canceled. What, what, I know you're still listed one? as Gen Con and Dragonflight. What if maybe not Gen Con? Maybe that's pretty uh, soon. Just, but uh, Dragonflight, uh, maybe. They're, they're counseling. Uh, I believe they did. You're fading. Can't hear you. Yeah. Can you hear me now? No, worse. No. Oh, wow. Um, oh, we can hear you, but. Yeah. So oh, that's crystal oh, clear. Way better. Oh, delightful. Way better. Hey. <laughs> Shift the phone on, uh, you know, and get a different signal. Nice. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, many of the can- many of the events are canceled. Uh, Dragonflight has announced they're going down to. A uh, much smaller event this year. It's only going to be like 500 people max. Uh, oh, wow. So we're trying to coordinate with them to get like an info booth uh, versus bringing out the library uh, oh. because uh, Dragonflight's been really good to us. Uh, we still want to go and, and support them in any way that we can. Yeah, they didn't. Uh, they they're not bringing out any library actually. No. Um, no. Lending no, library no, thing. I guess no lending libraries the- at all. Yeah, the spread of disease, unfortunately, I guess. Uh, so right now in your immediate future, uh, we won't be seeing RPG. We'll see you. We'll see your happy face, but uh, we actually won't see the library. So you uh, maybe hoping maybe next year then? Is that what you're shooting for? Absolutely. And, you know, we're still we're still taking donations. In fact, uh, I've got a, I got a box of donations here that awesome. just came in. Um, hey, wait, 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 what's that wait, one turn in your front? camera. Yeah, yeah what, what's what is that, that one in front? What, That's what kind of cool looking. Actually, I've never seen Hi. this before. Hi, Tinker Stam. That's awesome. I've never seen this before, and I saw it online. I reached out to the person and said, you know, hey, uh, they, they had this hot for sale for like $5 online. And I was like, do you have any other RPGs? And they said, sure. So I sent them $5, and they sent me a whole box of books. Nice. Oh, wow. Nice. Okay, so we have to ask the regular question. How many are you up to now? Um, we are at over 5,000 books and around 400, uh, 350, 400 uh, unique systems. Wow. Uh, it's, uh, it's continually growing. Um, I'm still at the, uh, I know about 80, maybe 90 of uh, the systems well enough to run them and uh, there's there's a couple that I can run basically from memory, like Star Wars D6 and Deadlands. And what's your oldest one? Is it Chainmail? Uh, we do not have Chainmail. Um, oh. uh, we need to get a copy of uh, the original D&D in Chainmail. Uh, Good in luck trying to find that. <sighs> we, we run across them from time to time, but people usually want cash for them. They're not willing to donate them. And, you know, we, we have to make the decisions on... Uh, where we spend our cash smartly. Right. So, you know, $5 on, on a RPG is, uh, acceptable. The four or $500 on an RPG, even though it's the original is a lot harder for us to make the, wow. uh, is that what they're asking for is for chain mail? Uh, usually chain mail is not, uh, in, in what's being offered. Most the problem with chain mail is because it's uh, miniatures rules as well. So, mm-hmm you have all the old school miniature gamers that have, uh, are holding on to those. So basically chain mail is harder to get a hold of than the original D and D because you have two groups of people, uh, going for those rules. Right. And for those, uh, yeah, for those of you that don't know this and Paul and Rebecca, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Chainmail is like the it. kind of the original version of D and D. It's like the first generation of D and D before. I, kinda, I have no idea. 
Made before they D&D. called it D and D. Yeah. Yeah. So it grew out of um, tabletop miniatures, uh, it, people that did wargaming, and chainmail uh, took it from army based uh, down to kind of squad based, and then when the D and D rules came out, the chainmail rules are what they used for combat. Okay. So they had rules of how to make your character and how to role play. And then you had to use the chainmail rules uh, for how to do combat. Okay, I have a silly question. I have a couple <laughs> silly questions. I'll just ask one of them now and one of them before you go. Uh, what's your favorite, favorite game to run ever? Not nostalgia, just the one you personally find the most fun. I know. It's like which Beatles song is your favorite. But. Um. So the one I run the most, uh, mostly because I love the world, is Star Wars. Uh, the old D6 Star Wars. I have it memorized. But Damn. I think my favorite to run just watching people play is Tune. Tune. Huh. Yeah, it's got, a, it's got a stat in it called Chutzpah. Um, <laughs> you can have, you know, your characters never die. They're they're knocked out, and you and you're you're knocked out for like three minutes, and then you come back into the game and play again. I so, want a chutzpah status. Yeah. I just like saying chutzpah. That's awesome. Two RPGs with chutzpah as a stat. Tune is one, and cannot remember the other right offhand. I used right. to used to be able to spit it out, but uh, it's not right on the tip of my tongue right now. But chutzpah is in uh, is a stat in two two games. It should be. It should be. Oh my god, yes. it's a great <laughs> stat. <laughs> I'd make that one my highest. Not not con or intelligence. Intelligence is a great stat. <laughs> okay, and then I'm just going to go ahead and ask my other question, I guess. Um, yeah, so it's I more know. of like a social kind of question. So I think we all know how uh, games, especially RPG games, help people in their social lives, especially young people. But Absolutely. Vets or anyone, actually. And I don't hang out with that many vets. Pretty much just Mr. Hobbs here. Um, do... Since you guys have played games for such a long time, do those games help you in any way, mentally or otherwise, when you are on when you are on duty, when you are on active duty? I mean, you have to do what you're told. I understand. So there's that, but you know what I mean. Yeah, so this particular deployment, I was working, you know, uh, twelve to eighteen hour days, seven days a week. And mm. I, I loved every minute. I've, I, I, oh. I, I even volunteered to stay longer because uh, I, I loved the mission, what we were doing. And uh, I loved the Iraqis that I was working with. Uh, they're, they're great. They were great guys. And uh, they're, they're going to be the people that are going to lead Iraq to a, a new future. But cool. on my previous deployment, whenever I had downtime, I would go over and play role-playing games with uh, plenty of different groups of people. So Intel people, MPs, we'd get a little everything in these games. And some of the guys, it was a great way for them to uh, step away from what was really pushing on them or frustrating them or, you know, if they had, because we all have bad leaders uh, at times through our careers, whether it's civilian or military, and sometimes you have great leaders. Stop and, nodding so much, Paul. <laughs> uh, and, you know, if, you, if you've got somebody that's just got a, uh, a, a bad leader that's frustrating them, a great way to, to step away from that, especially while deployed, is, uh, you know, go play, a, go play a role-playing game. You get a couple, you know, two, three hours away uh, to 
being it being another world, being another place around a bunch of people that are are you know having fun. Okay, follow up then. Do these guys that you play with? Do a lot of them want to choose the big tank smasher characters or are some of them into the spells and the sneaky and the, you know? So most of the time when I start out with uh, new vets that have never played before, they, they, they want to go for the bounty hunter, the barbarian, the fighter. They, they want to start with that. And then second game that we play, you know, hey, we're going to start new characters. And sometimes they're like, oh, man, I really just got into this character. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, I want to play the rogue now. Oh, hey, can yeah. I play the healer? I, they, yeah. they want to go a different route. Because I found working with uh, people is let them, let them play whatever they want the first time. And then you can let them see how the system works. Because usually the, uh, the, the brawler. Uh, is the easiest thing for somebody, anybody really, to... That's what I did when around. I first... And then I got quickly jealous of all the spells that others were doing. And <laughs> you're, yeah, you're like, that makes sense. Well, I'm, I'm, waiting on, I'm waiting on all these guys yeah. to do the cool stuff <laughs> yes. so I can swing my, my axe. Yes, I smashed. <laughs> I smashed hard, but then, yeah, exactly. So that's cool. So what's, that's the, cool. what's the future of uh, Alexandria RPG? What do you see going on you talked a little bit about online but what does that mean for a rpg historical uh, well it, it organization? is i mean the, his, the historical collection and in preserving of the books is is only part of what we do is because we want to get people to understand how they can use role-playing games to uh, work with people in need uh, whether they be at-risk teens uh, veterans with ptsd um people that don't realize they have PTSD. Um, we would, we still want to figure out how to get into prisons and help out with games there, but uh, doing online gaming helps us get to all of that. And uh, we've had uh, roll 20. There's been um, a really amazing company that has given us five accounts so that we can go out and cool. game with others. Um, and it allows us to reach out and we, we typically stay away from uh, the more common games, even though we, we have a guy that is doing um, uh, Starfinder uh, under the library's banner. So we still do new stuff, but we try to do older systems. So uh, how do you people understand that? Yeah. How do you do the older systems with like roll 20 or you can't, or do you, do you get just do a PowerPoint type? Uh, well, like, D6 Star Wars is actually supported in there. There's a there's a thriving community that's done a lot of stuff for Roll20 uh, with D6 Star Wars. So there's there's a lot of people that are starting to pick up on the older game systems and make more um, content uh, available. Hey, I just thought of a new idea for Geeks of Cascadia, and I got my two co-hosts oh, no. here. No, oh, they, no. I think it's a good <laughs> idea. Mute. I think it's a good idea. How about this? We team up with Alexandria RPG oh, well, and like okay. we have a segment where you like do a uh, review of uh, an RPG system in the past, a little segment and we throw it up on, on uh, one of our episodes. Like we should have a, yeah, absolutely. I've been, I've been working on uh, uh, writing the scripts for those because uh, you know, it's how do you review an RPG game? Uh, it's, uh -huh. it's not a, it's not a typical <laughs> like board game or anything kind of, Got a cat right. visiting me down here. Hey, mine too. Oh. <laughs> You'll see him in one second. Hey, <laughs> I see your cat 
and I raise you a cat. <laughs> this is my small cat. Oh, snap. Okay, you win. <laughs> oh, jeez. Hi, buddy. What's his, what's his name? Uh, this is Guido. He's, uh, he's 16 and a half pounds of uh, adorable. Wow. And his brother is named Nunzio, and he's 21 pounds <laughs> of uh, cool. afraid of everything. I could tell and you what my cat's name is. It's a st- might be a couple people out there that have read the Myth Adventures books and recognize Guido and Nunzio. Okay. Oh, it's not from Godfather, huh? Okay. No, no, they're from the Myth Adventures books. Oh, um, all right. <laughs> right. That's awesome. Hey, and then um, this is kind of off topic, back to previous topic. You had said uh, um, you were talking about uh, like teenagers and, and then you, but you mostly mentioned soldiers, uh, vets, uh, rather with PTSD and that kind of thing. Do you kind of focus on those people on that demographic or do you because you know like for example game to grow focuses on, on kids you know and their yes learning issues or anxiety social anxiety issues etc um so you kind of focus on uh uh older uh, like adults and is that because well, you are in service or how did that focus happen so with the veteran aspect um i noticed that when i i'm prior active duty i'm in the national guard now so when i was active i got uh, all kinds of people to play role-playing games that you know never would have ever in their life and it uh so we became cool. better friends over it um nice. i was crazy and i was running three games a week uh of different systems at one point i was doing star wars riffs and uh gd3 a third edition um and doing four-hour sessions uh, on three three different nights a week. Wow! Wow, dude. And, yeah. Uh, apparently, I was yeah. <laughs> apparently, I was so tired one time. I ended up running a rips game in my sleep. And, oh my! Uh, I was like, we never did that. They were like, yeah, we did. You gave us this, this, and this. I was like, wow. Well, that was what I planned to do. Wow. Well, but, you're uh, you're devoted. <laughs> yeah, I, I cut that back uh, after a little while. I made somebody else take over the third edition game, let me play instead of run it, because running three games a week is really rough on your brain. Can't imagine. But uh, out of that, I, after I got out of active service, I was playing some RPGs with a couple uh, veterans, and one of them, I, I knew he had some issues, but never, never knew how to bring it up to him. And then he, just after three, four months of playing, he comes up to me. He's like, hey, um, I'm a different person when I sit down at the table. Um, how do I, you know, what do I need to do to be that person again? And I, wow. initially, I didn't really understand what he was asking. But he, when he sat down and played, he was, yeah. he was the guy that was, he was before he had PTSD. Wow. So, wow. Uh, That's we really over, cool. We That's went over freaking the next touching, day. man. That's it, it, it was it's part of the reason why I, I like to do the gaming stuff. Um, I've always loved role playing games. Uh, I've always seen uh, I've seen people of entirely different political backgrounds that, that are willing to sit down and play, and they and they are really polite to each other because they don't want to ruin the gaming group. Because as adults, we know how hard it is to get a gaming group together. Yeah. Um, I've told the story of, of two friends that are uh, very different politically that uh, played for a few weeks and I saw them at a coffee shop and I was like, oh, hey, how are you guys doing? And I was like, you guys talking about the game? They're like, no, we're talking about politics. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> and then, then they explained, they're like, no, no, we, we, we started talking about it one night after, after gaming and then we realized that we were being really polite to each other and actually hurt each other instead of talking at each other. And uh, hmm. I, I thought that was pretty awesome. 
Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Wow. Cool. That's neat. Those um, are the kind of effects from this that I just love. I love to hear about that. Uh, yeah, gaming, especially role-playing games. Because like with board games, they're they're a blast and you can play a board game and then put it on the shelf and and never play it with the same group of people again. Yeah. Um, I've played guillotine, uh, the, the card game, you oh, know, yeah. a million times. <laughs> uh, and it, the only person that is like a repeat with that is my wife. Right. Uh, she absolutely loves the game as well. <laughs> but yeah. we've played with so many people. It, it, we've played with people that we'll, we've never played a, played a game with again because we'll play with them at an event or uh, we'll, I'll have it in my bag and we'll play it at somebody's house or something like that. And But with a role-playing game, you invest time and effort to make a character, to build and, a group. And emotion a little bit. I feel it, maybe not at first, but it, it kind of happens as you well, start build a, build a story. Build a yes. story. Absolutely. You know, yeah. And pretty soon I mean, you get so in love with it, it you know, when it dies, when it gets yes. like disintegrated by a beholder, for instance. Yes, yes, um, that must have been You, you get really sad. Well, well they get sad. Actually, they get sad, and the others kind of laugh or even when oh, one's sharing companion, a little bit of our own story even when one's companion animal gets you know killed Absolutely. that's you kind of attached hurtful. to all the things that you build up in a uh, in an rpg and you look at the people in that gaming group in a different way than you do just just someone else that you might sit down and play a board game with because you want to be friendly with them you're like how, how do i how do i how do i keep this person in my life so that we can keep playing this game yeah and it's yeah. not that people are tiptoeing around each other so that they uh, um, keep playing a game. It's they, they legit want to be better to the people around them. Well, and sometimes in, in just regular board games, non-RPG, at least in my experience with my brother, um, there can be bad feelings when one, one's going to win and one's going to lose. And that's the end of that. And if you're not a good loser, then it's not going to yeah. be a good experience. <laughs> but you don't really win or lose with the RPG. I mean, even when you die, I'm pointing yeah. to Paul. I don't know if you're, <laughs> you know, you, you, you get another character and you just start doing that. So it's, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's not quite win lose. And so, yeah, you're more emotionally invested and, and I don't know, the, the odds of bad feelings yeah. occurring just seem kind of diminished. And it's, it's a, it's certainly a collaborative game. That's that's for sure. And that's, all the RPGs are yeah. pretty collaborative and, uh, and I'm glad that you've got, you know, you've got the history of uh, RPGs right there in your library. And uh, just just so because we're running kind of low on time, uh, what, why don't you tell us, like, how we get a hold of you? How do we give donations to you? Um, what? On, our, on our website at alexandriarpg.com, there's a donate button. Um, so it should link to our Patreon, uh, our PayPal, and then there's a, uh, a contact form on there, and that'll go straight to uh, my email. If you, if somebody I, wants to donate books, uh, I encountered an error when I just hit the button. Now, just so you know, uh, I will. I will go check that out then. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I was I, trying to find out more about you to ask to, and then it, it just yeah, it error. So and Facebook. Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. You got any so on, we have an Instagram, we have a Facebook, and we have a Twitter. So Twitter is at Alexandria underscore RPG. Um, uh, you should be able to find us as Alexandria RPG on Facebook, and I think it's just Alexandria RPG on Instagram as well. And trying to trying to get uh, back to posting RPG of the day uh, again and the uh, Google Guide RPG of the day. Okay, and so if you want to make a donation, you get. I guess once your website is out, there 
some button. Yeah, if it's uh, if it's down, that's uh, that's not a good thing. I don't know if it's down. Um, it just yeah, you'll you'll figure it out. <laughs> you oh, a and have YouTube channel as well. Uh, we so we had a YouTube channel, and okay. my I had an email. My email was as David at AlexandriaRPG.com, and I had that hosted through Google, and I switched hosts. And when I did that, the, I lost my YouTube channel. Oh, no. So I had to restart one. And my wife's done a, a few unboxing videos. Mm-hmm. And we've got some stuff that we're going to throw up uh, again here in the next few weeks. Cool. And I've got, uh, I've got a, uh, new books uh, over my shoulder that uh, as soon as I get my space uh, coordinated for uh, doing uh, videos again, we'll be doing a new uh, unboxing and new arrivals video. All right, and then uh, okay, we'll you do, either you we'll either do a team just, up. you either just fixed it or my phone was malfunctioning a bit because now now you're all good, you're all up and I running. Done anything to it? I just I just typed it in and brought it up. Then it was me. Okay, cool. <laughs> all right. Great. Well, oh, and have uh, you never... figured out, uh, David? Have you figured out that Paul's character died recently? Oh, yeah, this is great. Uh, <laughs> Did it, did it have anything to do with the beholder? Yes, yes, it certainly did. <laughs> well, hey, th- David, Death thanks a lot. For, beholder. Th- so, David, thanks a lot for coming on the show. We really appreciate it and uh, looking for the next time. You've been, I think, a lot. Uh, you're one of our returning guests. Or, uh, oh, well, I, I don't know what we'll, you guys do and, uh, on, you know, uh, spreading geek and nerd culture. And I love woo. how much you support uh, OrcaCon because I think they're a, uh, they're a great um, – a small local uh, convention that that just reaches out to everybody. Yeah, and hopefully we'll still have it. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see what so. happens. Good you know, one, fingers Polly. crossed that they uh, they kick off yes. the new season. Yes, and with that, so uh, take care. We all love you. See you next time. Uh, Good to meet you, you David. Too. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's awesome. He's so well-spoken and knowledgeable and fun and funny, and he's got a cat just like mine. Um, no, I love all that stuff. I love what he's doing. And Blue Samurai, we met him like three years ago. Yeah, and, I didn't uh, meet him before. Yeah, he's, he he's like, awesome. He had, he had like 200 RPGs. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a lot. He was like maybe two shells maybe. I don't know. It wasn't, yeah, and now he's got thousands yeah it's a lot it's a lot crazy yeah, definitely and i i think uh, i look forward to in the future uh him doing his segments here on this show uh, i don't know what we're gonna call it I, I think into the library is a pretty pretty good one but hey i have a question that i forgot to ask him uh is it a library library separate building or is all the stuff in his it's in home? a storage storage <laughs> storage yeah. room right. i wondered boxes. i wondered yeah okay yeah. It would have so to be, unless you have a really understanding life. on shelves, and so it's a library. It is a library, literally, yeah. of books. Cool. Mm-hmm. Some of them are really super expensive. Some of them are. And old, and yeah. You God, I, I hope I get to play a game with him someday. Oh, that'd be, yes. That'd be really fun. Yeah, it'd be kind of fun. I don't it know would how that would fun. happen, but it'd be really cool. You know, we'll have to, have to come up with something, maybe. I don't know. Sure. You know? But unless maybe you're like, unless like, you're th- unless you're DM threatened. All right. Whoa. 
Are you? Well, who are you? What are you talking about? Not both me. Of you, I, both of you. Got a little, I played. I've DM'd and Paul's DM'd. How, what about you, Rebecca? Have you, Rebecca you, should try to do I, I don't ever want to DM, ever. You said but you I wanted will. to do Descent in Avernus and we have. You DM'd. said I wanted to do And then I went and got the book and then the COVID happened and now we're here. <laughs> wow. So, you got, that got real. Let's just go. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you have to do it so we can bust your balls. So, yeah. so don't you, do you want to do it like, you don't want to do it virtually. You want to do it with people around, right? I would like to have people around, but if I see the writing on the wall that the virtual thing is going to continue, then I will figure things out. And we'll uh, do it. I'd love to do the Stranger hope, Things one, though. I hope there's an end. But yeah, I know, be, me too. Me well, too. we could, if we do the Stranger Things, we could uh, do that and then maybe do a game sure. review. You know? Hey, what, what character do you think? Stranger Things. What character do you think Paul would be? Paul's lying, viewers or listeners. He hates that, Stranger that Things. That's him, nine. What's her name? It's, it's 11, but that's cute. Uh, 65. <laughs> what, what, do you think, what do you think Paul would be? I want Paul to be. Paul uh, should be the sheriff no. guy because he doesn't want to oh, be a kid. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, or he could be the, the mom. Because the sheriff dies, and that's what he likes to do in D&D games is die. So. He does. He does. Oh, again. Wow. <laughs> Just because I'm brave. Are you, though? Or stupid. Are you? The characters are brave. Fine yeah. line. Yeah. Brave and stupid. So this guy back here behind Fish. That's how he died. Yes. my character. Yeah. Yes. Can you point to the uh, eye ray that destroyed you? <laughs> yeah. Which one? This one. That one right there. That, that one, the one. That's the one. Oof. Looked right at you. Do you remember Oof. anything from your throw. death? Did you have that? Did your life flash before your eyes? Did all yeah, your hello? I'm Bruno's. Did that flash before your eyes? Yeah. <laughs> before guy. you died. Yes. Yeah. Would have anyway. him in the eye. <laughs> well. Well, hey, it was a fun show. It was a fun um, show. We're, we're back in it, so it's kind of cool. We're back in the routine. Hopefully, we can do these once every two weeks or so like we did before. Be yeah. kind of nice. Um, we got some good content coming up, I think. Um, probably some good interviews. And uh, looking forward to this new format that we're doing, though. I must admit, I do miss our times at Around the Table having a beer. Yeah. And I do. It's hard uh, to buy you a beer from here. And they're, they're, your, your one beer around the table is in phase two and they've got different rules now. So yes. go buy stuff. Okay. You know, maybe we should interview like, um, uh, Patrick day and Tim and, sure. uh, and we sure. should have them talk about like running a game store in COVID. I mean, it's gotta yeah. be, what is, what is phase two for them? Are people allowed to sit and play like a few know. people? Like, is there a limit? They've, I did. I just was looking at that today. They've they've expanded their hours, so I can go there now. Cool. Yeah, and I Let us know. and I encourage everyone um, to go there. And if you're if you're into D and D, go go uh, reserve that um, the book um, uh, Icewind Dale. If you're that's, into D and D, who's listening to us that's not into D and D? I'm sure there's a couple that oh maybe maybe this guy or Pathfinder. <laughs> Maybe this guy doesn't give a crap go. about D and D. My three butt cat. Butt. Yes. Show it. Weird. Show it. Oh, you can't see it. Uh, uh. Geeks thing. So, all right, folks, uh, is that it? Again? Oh wait, uh, Paul, we got to let people know how to contact us. Oh, we can go yeah. to um, um, Cascadia at gmail dot com. That's what. Why it is. we don't drink? Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> we don't drink. We meaning you. Yeah, yeah. I'll drink to that. Um, there's um, the, a Facebook page. 
um, gigs of gig, gigs of cats. Yeah. <laughs> this is like Cheshire-ish. How this cat parts of it appear. Instagram. There's um, Twitter at Geeks of Cascades. Geeks of so hard to say. Geeks at of Cascades. It's not when you're sober, but I hear you. <laughs> you know, it's hard for me all the time, um, although I am drunk. But <laughs> There's also Crow with Geeks of Cascadia. Crow? Crow, crow? Yeah. Or Raven. Raven or Crow. Is he, is he making fun of us? No. Um, what what you can also do is to take a scrap of cloth and write a message on it and bury that um, in a walnut shell underneath a tree at midnight. And <laughs> on a Wednesday. He'll magically appear nice. in his house. Right here. All right, I'm going to pee my pants, so we better All right. <laughs> sign so off it. real quick. All right, so with that, everyone, embrace the nerd. From six feet away. saving throw. Yeah. <laughs> Cascadia podcast. This podcast is brought to you by OrcaCon. Click. I gotta pee. Okay. <laughs>